0: You can start a business tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things you said was, you know, you, you got to pull the trigger. We, we yep. see too many people not pull the trigger. Stop talking about it and just do it. Like who cares? Yeah, Screw like, your spreadsheets. Yeah, Forget about your business <laughs> yeah. plan. Anybody who's chosen about, a spreadsheet, I want to lose like, my Forget mind. about
1: the consultant that you hired for $40,000. Cause you know what? The only person making money out of that is the consultant. So, we started a podcast. Right. Why did we start a podcast? Why not? <laughs> we're
0: fucking bored, right? <laughs> exactly. See see how much we're swearing already. <laughs> Anyways,
1: so the idea is really the real, real reason that we started a podcast, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? Uh, it's a podcast about sort of starting your own business, running your own business, running your life yeah. from the business side of it. Right. right building your own independence financially building your own independence from a work uh from a work perspective i think that's the the main topic uh that we're trying to talk about and we want to get our knowledge out there to people and we want to get some interesting guests in that can provide a different perspective
0: yeah i think we were looking at um you know me i i've been bored for the last year because we have built our business and i've been looking for something to do you know, a podcast has been mentioned a couple times, um, and, and this is you know it's it, this has been an endeavor like starting this podcast. But I mean, your and my motto has always been sharing knowledge. The way we built our business is by, and all of our marketing has actually been by just giving knowledge to people. So this is a way that we're doing that now instead of you know online marketing and. And print marketing and and all this other stuff that we used to do presentations. You know, this is we just said, hey, let's do let's do a podcast and and, and people want to listen, they can listen. So, yeah, I guess me, it's a good way to get it,
1: to get the message out to the most to the highest number of people in the easiest manner. Depends whereas, if they download it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, whereas we used to travel around. Right. You know, how many times have we done uh, seminars for? Yeah you know, dozens of people to hundreds of people. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, or a even sometimes like 50. over a thousand people. Right? <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, you're limited by the physical, by being physically there. Yeah. Right. And do those people even want to physically be there and listen to us? I don't know. No, this is right? a plug
0: and play. Someone, we, we put stuff out there if people want to listen, you know, uh, we've been told uh, time and time again that what we talk about is, is relevant. Um, We'll give you a a list of the topics in in, in a couple of minutes. But, you know, this is uh, this is what we do. We just Fab and I like to talk and uh, what we talk about is relevant to to kind of everyone.
1: Yeah. So from my particular perspective, it's it's the focus is um, obviously entrepreneurs. Right. People who are entrepreneurs, um, but also people who want to be entrepreneurial. Right. Right. People who may be sitting at a desk. Like, uh, you know, I I can speak for myself like I was um, more than 10 years ago, working for some random company on Bay Street uh, and hating life. Yeah. And how did I pull myself out of that? How did I how did I, you know, get through the trenches into a position where now I'm working because I want to work more so than I'm showing up to work because I have to show up to the office.
0: Yeah, this right. is this is going to be this is, like our po- podcast is going to be heavily gauged towards small business. There's zero question right. about that, but we're going to be talking about a slew of other things and, yeah. and to be honest, like one of the things in our podcast that I actually want to get across is is to the, the, the employees. Yeah. Because, you know, starting a podcast or starting a business, um, doing your own business, That's great, but I still think a lot of the things that we're gonna talk about is saying like, hey, can I do a business? Because I I also wanna teach people on what they need to do to actually just be a good employee. Because you can make more money being an employee than actually running your own business.
1: That's true, I never even thought about it like that because to be honest with you, self-employment entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, but (laughs) everybody's gotta work, right? And there are ways now with me, um, I know for myself and yourself now with us being employers, being on the flip side, uh, you know, I can see a lot of super good opportunities even just being an employee without having to take on the responsibility of being an entrepreneur and running a business and dealing with financing and dealing with all the crazy things that we deal with on a daily basis that would right. probably give most people a heart attack, right? <laughs> but but from the perspective of an employee, you know, I can make a playbook, I'm sure, and you could make a playbook as well for an employee and on how to become a successful employee. But then we can also transition the topic over to, okay, so you want to be an employee, but there should be an entrepreneurial spirit to yourself, 100%. right? You can help whatever organization, big or small or medium, whatever it is, um, become better yeah. by being a better employee, but you can also learn how to take care of yourself on the outside. Right. Right. With proper investment strategy, proper financial planning, proper estate planning, all these sort of things, they all tie in together. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, for those of you who don't know us, right, we run essentially three businesses we run uh, an accounting firm, yep. a financial planning consultancy, and a real estate consultancy, essentially. Yeah, completely. right. So we've had the the privilege of, you know, hitting it from so many different angles, right? People come to us for tax planning. People come to us for financial planning. People come to us with their real estate uh, issues, and I think amongst uh, the the three businesses over the last ten years, I think we've spoken to at least what twenty five hundred people.
0: Oh, more than that, if not more, more, way more than that. Yeah. And so we have so many
1: stories of of success and failure and everything in between. And, you know, almost like through osmosis, we've like absorbed it all. And we've learned vicariously through clients and through um, other people that we've dealt with. And that learning has transitioned us from, you know, the two of us basically working from home Doing everything by ourselves to having a well run machine operating for us. Yeah. Right. So, so,
0: so let, let let's, let's rewind a, a bit here. So, I, my name is Jean Paul McDonald and this is Fabio Campanella. This podcast is smarten up with JP and Fab. You know, we, we selected the title not to be, um, not to be, yeah. yeah, condescending. It, it's, it's more, um, just this is an educational podcast for everyone we want everyone to know what we know um, friends family uh, clients and, and general public like there's so much knowledge and and it's easy life is easy and business is easy um, there's there's no formula I don't have a formula you don't have a formula
1: I wish I did <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: you know we, we've we learned we've done a masters we have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on on uh, staff, on trying to grow a business, you know, going up, going down. We've explored, we've done a lot of different things. Um, after a decade, we're finally in our groove right. on uh, on our business. And, you know, Fab alluded to, we have multiple businesses, but those multiple businesses actually just came out in maybe the ninth, tenth year yeah. because everything else started to, you know, make its way. So yeah, it
1: fell into its place finally. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So you know, I'm going to rewind even further. You know, why should people listen to us? You know, who who the hell are we? So yeah, yeah we have an accounting firm, Campbell McDonald LLP. Um, we've been practicing this for tax and accounting for about uh, close to twenty years. Yeah, um, ten of that is running our own business and firm with employees and. You know, we have uh, a thousand clients. Um, We deal with about 300 small businesses. Uh, We chose small business in our kind of seventh, eighth year to really say, this is our target. We're going this way and and, uh, evaporate all the other noise. So, you know, let's rewind further on how did we start our business? You know, let's go back, Fab. Tell me, Fab, tell, tell us a bit about your upbringing.
1: Yeah, so I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. I, I, I never, my father never, at least when I was alive, he never worked for anyone. He always worked for himself. He ran uh, an accounting firm. He ran an insurance uh, firm. He had a travel agency, a construction company. <laughs> he was a real estate agent at one point. So he kind of jumped around a lot of different uh, different places, and but eventually he settled in as a CPA, like as an accountant, running his own small firm. And, um, you know, I think that was uh, one of the inspirations um, for me in the sense that he had jumped around and done a lot of things. Right. my mom was a lawyer. She was self-employed as a lawyer for a while. But then she ended up working at a a small firm, a small like uh, family law firm. I learned a lot of technicalities from her. She wasn't the biggest um, entrepreneur type person. My father was very entrepreneurial. Uh, You know, then after. I went to university, I got a philosophy degree, but then I went back and I ended up getting an accounting degree after I went the CPA route, became a chartered accountant, chartered professional accountant, I guess is what they call it now, right? Uh, I worked for mid-sized firms, large firms like uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Grant Thornton. Uh, I worked for uh, Bank of Montreal, Nesbit Burns, um, the retail investment uh, division. Right. And I worked, um, I would say my best job was uh, at a small outfit called Harmonica Fund Services, right. which is a hedge fund administrator, they're based out of the Caymans, uh, Toronto, I think they have a couple of European offices as well. Now, now they're much bigger, right. right. But um, what I learned through all my work, uh, working for other people was that I just didn't like working for other people. And the way I saw it, maybe incorrectly, was, okay, here I am, you know, busting my ass, you know, working long hours, working hard, putting in all this time. And really, what am I getting out of it? Because at the end of the day, the employer has to scoop up a profit off me. And that was my attitude back then. Right. Right. So we'll park that. Okay. So I was a little bit bitter when I first contacted you 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, so I said, okay, I'm out of here. And that's when I contacted you. And I said, okay, here I got this other guy who, you know, he's got a little bit of balls, right? He knows what he's doing from a small business perspective. And, a little, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, and I didn't really know anything about small business because I had never really worked in small business. It's always been big Bay Street type businesses, Completely. right? Um, so I said, hey, John Paul, do you want to start a business? Do you want to start an accounting firm? And the answer right away was, yeah, let's do it. And literally the next day, I went downtown to University Street and I registered a limited liability partnership, right. Captain McDonald LLP, and there we go. Right, right.
0: So, 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 so for me, I mean, my my upbringing is 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 much different from yours. My upbringing is um, I grew up with a construction uh, managerial kind of. Uh, my 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 stepmother was in uh, managerial accounting. Uh, my father was in construction um you know i learned from a very young age Uh, you know i started my first construction job when i was in grade seven um i was actually thinking about it today you know i actually used to get up at 5 30 to go to work (laughs) (laughs) and i was seven and and this this every year i would get pulled out of school more and more to go to work so you know, we were looking at hiring an employee, you know, I'll get kind of that, I'll get to that after, you know. Yeah. Work ethic was was ingrained in me early um, and from a construction side, you know, in in school, I'm gonna come back to your school in a bit because you didn't really go into it. And I want people to understand that, like, you know, in school, in high school, in elementary school, you know, I failed grade one. Um, I, I I was a CD student all through high school, univer or call. I went to college to play volleyball. I didn't go to for school, and when I got there, I just enrolled in business. And I asked one of the teachers, you know, the finance teacher. I said, "Hey, what should I do?" And he said, "Do accounting because it runs the world." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So I enrolled in accounting and i had a girl there that i was friends with and she picked my classes you know she went to the classes i studied with her i ended up doing okay in college she went to university she went to ryerson so i said okay i'll go play volleyball there too (laughs) and and i ended up doing the same thing i never went to class you know i really didn't know what i wanted to do i just kind of went through the system and then I ended up with a accounting degree I had to go back and really up it once I came out of school and said okay I'm gonna I got an accounting degree what job should I get I applied to a firm a very small firm you went big route because you had marks I went small route because I Mm -hmm. didn't (laughs) and I got a job at a small firm and you know from there I said okay well now I have to grow up and I went back and I bumped up my GPA from university to to be able to write my exams. I I learned really early, you know, I used to work at this firm, I was making 37 grand a year and pumping out so much work. And I said, I can do triple the work. They couldn't pay me more, so I left. By leaving, I got like a 70% pay increase, you know, um, because I understood my value, work ethic, being able to do the job. I left, got a huge pay increase, and once I was there, I just went out and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually get my CA." I ended up leaving that firm in like 2008 during the during one of the crashes because I just didn't want to drive to Toronto anymore. I'd moved to Oakville to start my life, and you know, three hour commute every day. I was like, "Enough of this," and that's when I said, "Okay, I'm gonna start my own thing." And I quit and I was at home and then all of a sudden my firm called me back and they started hiring me and I was making more working for them yeah. as a consultant <laughs> than rather than working for them. And that's when you happened to call me, you know, they gave me a couple of clients to work with and, and we ended up taking them on and they got us started in, in in our thing. So, you know, let's jump back quickly on you, though. I want people to really understand you know, my schooling wasn't good. I was not a good student, and you know, I, I m- my kids are doing great in school. You know, but some kids don't do good in school. Some kids in university are just coasting high high school, coasting CDs. You know, where were you?
1: So elementary school, <clears throat> middle middle of the middle of the patch, at best. Yeah. Sometimes I would be behind. By a year, yeah. Like reading, writing, math, whatever. High school, a B student at best. Uh, oh, you that good? At best. Okay. Yeah, um, we had grade thirteen back in the day.
0: That's I le- I went to college. Yeah,
1: so uh, I flunked out of grade thirteen, <laughs> Okay. and I had to go to college to do a transition program to get into university. Okay. But then when I got to university, I was good. Okay that's when that's when i started to You're smartened up that, yeah it, it was really more um nobody was breathing down my neck right so i was i was they left me alone they're like you want to hand it in hand it in you want right. to show up for the exam show up nobody's no one's breathing down my neck and that was what bothered me i didn't like people breathing down my neck that's probably why i went into entrepreneurship right in the first place okay but yeah then i i actually liked i actually liked school i still like school right i don't mind i don't mind learning i don't mind writing an exam i don't mind handing mm-hmm. in a paper None of that bothers me. I actually enjoy enjoy doing it.
0: And, and and your your dad was in accounting back then. Yes. Okay. So how old are you now? Forty three. Okay. So and, and you know we, we you know our, our firm does how much in, in revenue?
1: It's it's in the seven figures. Okay, we're in the yeah. seven figures.
0: If you had have stayed with your dad. And, th- and this goes to like a lot right of, out of school. Yeah, and this yeah. goes to a lot of people because a lot yeah. of people have this opportunity, yeah. and they don't want to take it, and they want to yeah. go figure out life and be an artist or you know uh, write books or do philanthropy or w- whatever, whatever it is, it is they yeah. want to do. You know, and th- there's nothing knocking any of that. That's yeah, yeah. amazing stuff. Uh, I I wish I could do all of it. Yeah. You know, but wh- where would you be? if you were smart enough then would you like would yeah you i mean be, if hindsight you hindsight is 20
1: yeah <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. yeah right but if i could just have a five minute conversation with my 18 year old self yeah five minute conversation without you know any giving any magical stock tips or anything stupid like that um and i had transitioned into my father's small firm yeah at age, let's say twenty two, whatever it is, when you graduate from university and really focused on something like that, right. it, it would have been incomparable to where I am now. Completely incomparable.
0: So I, I lucked out. Getting yeah. You. <laughs> yeah,
1: it would have been incomparable. But the the, the point I'm, the point here is that um, hindsight is in twenty twenty, right? I, I, well, hindsight is twenty twenty, but it, you can't go back in time. And you know, I was restless and I had lots of pent up energy. And I couldn't focus. I could not focus. Yeah. I had a very hard time focusing on anything yeah. until I would say um, I was about 20, 24 years old, 25 years old almost. And that's when I started taking the, the accounting courses. Right? Okay. And that's when I was able to focus on them. When I was 18, 19 years old, I would not have had the discipline or the ability to focus to get the grades that I that I ended up getting Right. at all. Which is right.
0: so twenty twenty four is kind of when when we when we met. So I yeah. I was in a small accounting firm in Toronto. Yeah. You were in a big accounting firm in Toronto. Yeah. Um, I was also working at a nightclub in Toronto, yeah. kind of r- managing the uh, the table service section for for yeah. the the nightclub. Um, and, and that's when you came in, and you know one night you said. You know, uh, we became friends kind of right away. Yeah. And, and you said, you know, hey, when you get your designation, we're going to start a business. Yeah. And, you know, that's where our business started. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, it, it took a couple of years for me to get my designation. But you got it. I got it was when I was 30. I'm yeah. 40. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you got it. And, and
1: yeah. But I think that the thing that now, um, that, um, Especially when when younger people talk to me and they're asking me, "Hey, what do I got to do to like become, you know, to get rich or to become successful or whatever it is that they're they're asking about tips for business?" And I always go back to, uh, "Look, what we started was very simple, right? Right? You, we started without even knowing it. We started with a, a service that everybody needs. Obviously. You must file a tax return." Everybody in Canada and every business in Canada has no choice. Right. You must file a tax return. So we didn't start a crazy, you know, tech startup that is developing a you know a fancy app. And and you know, we work with a lot of clients that do that kind of stuff, and that's really cool. But the reality is that the vast majority of people will not be able to do something like that.
0: Without okay? a doubt. The yeah. vast
1: majority of people will not be able to do something like that. But the principles of those of those types of unique businesses those you know Elon Musk type businesses Tesla or Microsoft or Amazon the the principles for success are almost always the same at least from what i find you know we look at our roster of clientele and we've had some clientele that have become so successful that they've outgrown us and we've been happy that they've left to go to you know, PwC or KPMG or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have a, a large constituency of clients that are starting to develop extremely high levels of wealth right. by doing, you know, rinsing and repeating a simple thing over and over and over again. Right. So if I rewind back to us, we started with something very simple, filing tax returns. Yeah. Because everybody must file a tax return. So what was the first thing we did? We registered a business. And then what?
0: Oh, we emailed everybody that we We
1: contacted every single person we knew. Yep. And I think that was the that's the real the real reason we were in business.
0: So let's let's
1: talk about starting a business, right?
0: Well, let's let's talk about how we started out, like the the progression of our business. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, it's like I said, it was really register a business, go get some clients. We already had the basic skill set, right? To begin with. Yeah, we were accountants and, you know, we got some software and and whatnot. And, you know, all these things, you know, I I guess like at the beginning, naturally, you and I really didn't care about software, branding, website, this, that, like we didn't care about that stuff. And And, And, and I think it's better that we didn't care about it. And nor should you. Exactly, right? Um so really it was the first um the first uh thing that we had to do was get
0: some damn clients. Yeah. And, and this is what I Well th- no 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 Back, backtrack. The first thing you need for a business is you need a product or a service.
1: Yeah, which we already had. Exactly. We already had we already had the skill set right. to do some basic to, to service some basic um Individuals and businesses file their tax returns prepare their financial statements. That was all taken care of, right? So that was all right, right? And this is one of the first things I tell people, especially young people, right? When they're like, hey, how do I start a business? You know, the first thing I say is, well, do you have a skill or Or access to a product that other people are willing to pay money for? Of course. Okay. Are you a plumber? Are you a hairdresser? Um, Do you know how to I don't know, make a widget that the market wants to buy, whatever the hell it is, yeah. right? Do you, do, you, do you fulfill that? If the answer is yes, you can start actually thinking about running a business. If the answer is no, you better go out and get a skill yeah. or find a product that you can put together that you can sell for a profit.
0: I think product for me, product is much harder than service
1: i think both for both of us because we're service-based individuals right right um you know all of our businesses financial planning Completely. taxes t- uh, tax planning financial statement preparation even, even and, most of our clients real real estate it's service-based and living mm. in canada canada is a very service-based industry exactly. uh, sorry country Yep. right so um but that doesn't uh mean that we don't have uh i can name you know for you know some clients that are in roofing or that some clients that you know are in the uh, agricultural industry, right? They're selling product.
0: They're reselling. They're reselling, yeah, they're reselling
1: product, product exactly. yeah. right? Yeah. They're not necessarily manufacturing or creating product. Although we do have clients in manufacturing, right? Um, but it, it is a product right. that they're selling. So um, just because it's with us, it's I, I, it's probably easier on the service side mm-hmm. because a service costs nothing to start up whereas product costs something. 100%. Um, But I I digress. From our particular uh, situation, we had the service, uh, the skill set, right? Uh, The next thing is, let's go get some clients. And I think this is where um, we may have lucked out in the sense that (laughs) we never gave it a second thought. We didn't give a crap about branding. We didn't care about our business cards or our letterhead or any of this crap. We just said, okay, well, who do we know? Right. Yeah. Let's call everybody. Mm-hmm. And basically the two of us, you know, are pretty good with taking, you know, we're pretty good at taking rejection. It doesn't really affect us. Yeah. So hearing the word no a mm-hmm. lot didn't bother us. Yeah,
0: but we actually didn't even hear the word no. I think, I think you know, when you're starting a business, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, employee, self-employed, whatever route you're going to go, uh, it's knowing your value, knowing what you can do. Right. If you can't sell, you can't have a business. You must yes. be a likable person. Where I'm a likable person until you get to know me. Yeah, you're actually <laughs> a prick. <But laughs> exactly. Anyways. You know, yeah. and and, and you, we're both approachable. We're both very likable. um it, it, that is a that is a a clutch thing for getting new business. So we're both actually very good salespeople. Whereas most people going to start their own business would be very, um, they would find it very challenging. Yeah. Because people won't, you know, go to them the way they would go to us.
1: I, I think also the thing is just blind, mm-hmm. com, blind, like blind, confidence. blind confidence. Yeah. Like you know, when I look back, I'm like, sometimes I would take on stuff that I probably just didn't know what I was talking about. But
0: I would said, oh, you know
1: what, I'm
0: going to figure it out. Let, right? Let's not let's not kid anybody here. When yeah. We started our accounting firm. We actually really didn't know how to do too much tax. Yeah. Compared no to where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 So obviously, like, we 10, knew we knew yeah. basic tax when we really started our firm. Right. On 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 how to do corporate and how to do personal right you know as the every year that grew and that's one of the things that's like progressing and growing your business because once you started a business yes it's something else because how do you get new business the number one thing is referral on any business it's gonna be who's feeding you business because you and I we've been very successful with marketing online and we've been very successful with with referrals but most accounting firms don't even do a online online marketing yeah it's primarily everything is referral but that's because they built a a solid foundation of their business and and the product they're putting out The referrals coming in it's like a realtor if they it's everything goes smooth on on a sale you get a referral
1: well i I remember I, i was at um i was at a party on on saturday and uh one guy was asking me a younger guy and he was asking me you know what am i going to do i got i got a student debt okay Mm -hmm. and you know i think it was like maybe 20 grand or something he was really worried about this twenty thousand dollar student debt and he actually works a pretty good job and makes a decent living um and he moved um back from somewhere else uh back to where to live with his parents and he's really worried about the student debt he was really worried about getting ahead i said okay listen and i went through the spiel that that we were we're going through here Mm -hmm. i'm like you know, do you want to continue working for, because you can actually be quite successful working for someone else. You can actually be successful, very successful, right? Um, even without climbing the corporate ladder extremely high, you can be very successful by making intelligent uh, investments over time, mm-hmm. Right. But he was really saying that you no, know, I'd rather be independent. I'd rather do my own thing. I said, okay, well, what did you go to school for? I went to school for I don't know what it was, like political science or something along those. Okay, so it's a like a bachelor of arts, right? So I said, well, you know, what do you do at work? He told me what he does at work. I said, okay, look, you've got some skill sets, but you don't have a, a truly a, a concrete skill set that the market wants from an entrepreneur or from a self-employed individual so the first thing you would want to do is get that skill set and that could be for anything simple it could be like a relatively simple i don't want to knock um like other professions like but becoming a mortgage broker is not that difficult to get through the the schooling to becoming an insurance broker is not that difficult becoming a realtor is not that difficult you know it's something achievable by people who have gone through university and got a bachelor's degree right so i said listen I'm gonna throw a situation at you, right? And I pointed to all the different people at the party, maybe whatever there was, there was maybe like eight people, okay? Um, and uh, he, I said, each one of these individual people, right? I said, uh, each individual, one of these individual people is eventually going to buy and sell a house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every single one of them, okay? So there's certain opportunities there. There's the opportunity for the realtor to make money. There's an opportunity for the mortgage broker to make money. There's an opportunity for the lawyer to make money. Are you willing to go back to school to become a lawyer? No. Are you willing to do, you know, some relatively normal level exams to become a mortgage broker or a realtor in order to get that license? Yeah, I would be able to do that. Perfect. So here we have two choices, Right. right? Now from the realtor's perspective, let's say one of these people gave you a chance. And they said, you know what, I'm gonna be your first client. I wanna buy in XYZ area. Do you have the guts to walk into that area and knock on every single person's door and say, hey, listen, I have a buyer ready to go. Right. Are you willing to sell this house and have doors slammed in your face? He's like, honestly, like that wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah. I said, perfect. Then you actually have what it takes to start a business, right? Because you have to be able to take rejection because mm-hmm. rejection is, you're going to get rejection. Okay. And you're willing to develop a skill set or get some sort of a license um, it, it, to be able to have a marketable s- service or product. Right. Right. The next thing is really going out and doing it. You just got to go out and do it. And that's, I think, what happened with us naturally. We just go out and do it we're doing a podcast i don't know what the heck any of this equipment is yeah. right i don't know what this guy nelson over here is doing right <laughs> he's looking at a screen right i'm talking to this microphone i don't know how the the signal gets over but we just went out and did it
0: well right it's funny you said that because you've listened to how many podcasts i, I listen to podcasts yeah i
1: want to, at least once a week i'll listen to a podcast i've,
0: I've never listened to a podcast yeah. and this is the first podcast i probably won't even listen to mine Probably uh, not. Yeah, I mean,
1: I did, I've been on po- several podcasts, right? But, sorry, sorry, Nelson. Yeah, but 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 at the end of the day, is it, when you get an idea, the best thing to do is to just go is, go is, and is, do is,
0: it. Is act on it. Yeah, yes. you have to act okay. on yeah. it. Yeah.
1: yeah, we've had the problem in the past where we act too fast, and right. it's cost us you know a shit ton of money. Um, but we've learned from that. I think. Yeah, we were very very much um, you know gunslinging Westerner, you know, Wild West guys where we shoot first, ask questions later. Now, it's kind of, instead of pull it out and shoot, we're like, ready, aim, fire. Right, yeah. But, but it's a pretty fast, ready, aim, fire. Rather than, you know, the segue that I want to talk about now is the mistake a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs make is the ready, aim, 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 I know, and, and they, then they never fire. Trigger.
0: I mean, that is... And 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 that goes against like me and you like, you know, yeah. p- partnerships. It, it, number one, if you can do a business by yourself, do it by yourself. If you can, yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. If you can buy a property by yourself, mm-hmm. buy it by yourself. If you can do a business by yourself, do it by yourself. There's no need to bring someone else in. You and I have been, uh, you know, we're 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 married. we're married financially, and we're married yeah. in business. Um, it. it and we have two completely different uh, styles on how we've done everything. Now, I'm more aggressive, mm-hmm. and I've literally took the reins for the first, what, eight years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. you're like ready to go, always. Completely. Yeah, Completely, and it was like, okay, you know, we were operating out of our car and we were going to clients when we first started the business yep. because we couldn't afford anything else. And finally, once once we started getting revenue in, I said, Fab, we need an office. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but can we afford yeah. it? Yes. Like, we're doing it. We got an yeah. office. A couple months later, Fab, we need staff. Oh, can we yeah. afford it? Yes, we're getting staff. Yeah. A couple months later, we got more staff. We get more staff. Fab, maybe we should buy our own place. And you're yeah. like... Dude, <laughs> and I'm like, and I came to you, and I'm like, I want to buy three units, and you're like, no, man, we can't buy three units, and I, like, if we didn't buy, well, thank God we didn't because we're here yeah. now, yeah. But I mean, that was one of the best things we did, was was push through that, and yeah. and it's just it's nonstop. If you don't if you don't push forward, then you're constantly, and that this is me is is like yeah. If you don't have something to look for, I'm not even interested because like once the business is up and running, which ours is up and running, like, yeah. you know, it's like, well, what's next? Like, you know, and, and this is where the last year I've really started to try and hone in on this. It's, it's like, keep it simple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You keep it
1: simple. But like, like, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like you just do it. Like you have to do it right there's a growing there you know each business has a startup phase where you're not making money i'm sorry like you're barely making money and you have to be able to push through that that could last about five years okay yeah then it's going to go out of the infancy phase into the hey now the owner operator can't do everything and so many entrepreneurs get stuck um you know i have a, a really good friend uh that lives in mexico he's a Super good entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Super good entrepreneur. All right. He's had so many businesses. He's had um, uh, a wedding video business. He's had a photography business. He's had um, uh, what are those things? Tow truck business. Uh, now he's running um, multiple uh, gym fitness gym. facilities uh, all across Mexico. He's had restaurants. I can go on and on and on. Right. Mm-hmm. The key with him is that he starts it very hands on, then steps back. Right lets the staff know what his expectations are mm-hmm. and drills in what and drills in whenever those expectations are not met and rewards when the expectations are met right right and he's he's i've learned a lot from him in that particular sense because his biggest comment always is look i know all these guys all these you know people you know guys or girls whatever it is that become successful entrepreneurs but they're still behind the till you know, they're mm-hmm. still flipping the burgers. They're always working, which is fine from a sense. Like I, I, am in the trenches. You're in the trenches. We still do files. Of we course, still yeah. do things because if we don't do it, we're going to lose touch with it. And you don't ever want to lose touch with your business. But I think the point that he's making is: Are you running a business or do you just have a a job and you're your own boss? Right. There's a very, very big difference. Which is which right? is. Which I, is fine. It's yeah, fine. I
0: don't want to get away from that. No, but
1: that, that's, a, that's where you have start having a very stressful existence. Right. Um, when you cannot, you know, transition from that, you know, that first infancy phase where you're making no money, then you're finally making some money.
0: And I think it's at that point yeah. that you need, you know, and this is where we started to struggle. And it's like, yeah. you know, what do we do next? Yeah. You know, it, you know, they, they put something together called SWOT analysis, you know, which we never did. No. <laughs> we just kind of, we, we just, we did SWOT in our head in two seconds. Yeah. You know, what are the strengths? Is there revenue coming in? For us, there's always new business coming in. If you always have business coming in, and, and for you and me, we have an untapped parallel like that, that we can't even go out and get new business because we're always stuck with the operation side of it. So that guy flipping burgers, if he can't find someone to flip burgers, he's got to flip burgers. Yeah. You know, if he can't find someone to flip burgers as good as he can and and his burgers are the best because he flips them, it it sucks. But finding someone to find, flip that burger is, it's tough. (laughs) It's tough. You know, but there's that critical point in a business where someone has to then say, look, am I happy making X, Y, Z, you know, 200 grand, 100 grand, 50 grand, whatever it is, or do I want to grow this? And this is where an entrepreneur, this is where it starts to get really crazy for the entrepreneur because, you know, how many times have I called you? Yeah. Give the idea. give the number, put it in your head. Like, How many times over the last 10 years have I called you with a different business idea? How many times?
1: I mean, let's say it's been 10 years, I would say 15 to 20 times a year. So, you know, let's say 150 to 200 times.
0: And that's different businesses every single Completely different businesses. But that's that's the mind of the entrepreneur is where you start to grow your business and you're like, you can see the finish line. Mm -hmm. And you know you're gonna get there and and you're trying to think what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. Instead of just saying, okay, look, am I happy with what I have? What do I really want? Do I need to make 10 million? Or am I fine with making a couple hundred grand? 100 grand, 200 grand, whatever your lifestyle is. And do you operate as the soul and you're the guy flipping or do you wanna grow the business and bring on staff and bring on the whole that's different. Like going sole operator with one staff versus having three or four, five, six, seven, twenty employees is a very different realm, which is what you know, you and I have trist been transitioning over the last four or five years.
1: Yeah, and I think that the the lesson that I've learned is um, There's no better moment to think of than the actual moment that you're in, right? Right. So the past is the past. Whatever happened in the past cannot be changed. So learn from it. Oh, for sure. The future is the future. We may not get it. We could walk out of this right now and get hit by a car. Hopefully not. Okay, hopefully not. But, you know, we may not get the future. The only thing that actually exists is the present, right? So, you know, work on what you've got now and it brings me to my next, my next point. A, do you have a skill set mm-hmm. or do you have a product or whatever it is? Do you have something that the market wants? B, do you have clients or, or customers? Because if you don't, you've got to figure out a way to get them, right? Well, C, are you willing to change and adapt? Because your market is going to change every single year. It's always going to change. And you've seen in the last decade with our market, it's completely changed. Where 10 years ago, we were the only guys using DocuSign. Right. Now, DocuSign is the norm. Right. right? You know, 10 years ago, we were using probably one of the only small, small accounting firms using, let's say, I think we were using Dropbox at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, everybody's using something like that. So how do we differentiate our, ourselves? Right. Right? We were using QuickBooks Desktop, and it was painful as hell. To transition to QuickBooks Online, for sure. But we made the commitment because everything is going online, right? Mm-hmm. All the software is going online, all the services are going online. Now I'm doing massive year ends and financial planning meetings, and you know I'm doing everything on Zoom, right? Right, and it's incredible. I, you know, now we have clients in the U.S., in Italy, and uh, I don't think we have any in Mexico, but um, across Canada. And I'm able to coordinate other professionals to come in on the meeting and we're, you know, we're using online uh, meetings right sure. after we built this beautiful office. But at the end of the day, your ability to adapt and think, think ahead, but not dream too much ahead. Right. I, f- I find that a lot of the 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 successful entrepreneurs that we work with, they've learned from their mistakes in the past mm-hmm. and they're always looking maybe two steps ahead, but they're very focused on right now. They're very focused on what's working right now. And they keep thinking about the principles that got them to where they, they are because you know, a zoom zoom is a new technology, but a zoom meeting is just a meeting and the principles of, uh, you know, being in a service based industry like ours do not change. Your ability to to land a client and to gather and to, to garnish an account uh, uh, a client's trust doesn't change whether you're on the phone zoom or or in, in person, person yeah. okay the technique may change a little bit but it's pretty much the same you need to be adaptable you need to, you need to say to yourself I am willing to do this new thing right yeah. because otherwise what happens what I find at least um, you know, with some of our service providers, some lawyers and some other accountants that we used to use, um, they're not adapting to no, the new they're technology. Stuck in the they're, yeah. they're stuck in, in the twilight zone. <laughs> yeah. They're doing things and they're like, well, my hourly rate is $500 an hour and this is gonna take <laughs> me 17 hours. I'm like, well, buddy, I don't care what your hourly rate is because the other guy down the street, I'll give you an example, one of, our, one of the lawyers I use, he'll pump out a corporation correctly lickety-split next day at half the price of everyone else. Why? Because he made an investment right. in procedures, he made an investment in technology to be able to do that. Right. So he deserves a business, Yeah. right? So if you cannot um, adapt, but at the same time that you're adapting, still focus on the present, then you're going to have a hard time being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? So I guess we, it's those those three things. Your ability to a have some sort of a basic product or service that the market wants b find a way to get in customers and clients and c adapt right if you've got all three of those then the clincher to really make money is peripheral
0: right i I don't know before i go peripheral i'm going to say there's a d and the d is like you you can't go peripheral until
1: You've mastered all those other things.
0: Not, yeah. not until you've mastered them. But I mean, like, if you're if you're, why would I go? Let's say I have a, a business and I'm making, you know, five hundred grand a year at my business. Yeah. Okay. And I really look at it and I'm like, I'm at twenty percent.
1: At twenty percent, like twenty percent of or...
0: capacity of of total hours of of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Why? would i go and do something else which has always been our issue yeah until i've mastered this until i've gotten this up to at least 60 65% your core business yeah. and that's going to be for for anybody doing entrepreneur yeah, anyone yeah. doing small business is focusing on the core the core business and not like you can't be a squirrel and i'm a squirrel you know, right. you can't look and you can't look, and you can't look, or I'm not squirrel, I'm dog looking at the squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, get it. it. It's, you gotta focus on what's in front of you, get it to the point, it's gonna be boring, because it's so mundane and it's, you know, me doing a file is like, I gotta do a file again, I gotta do a file again, yeah. and 20 years later, I gotta do a file again, I gotta do a file again, I, I gotta do the same phone yeah. call every day, every day, every day, every day, it, it's boring, and for an entrepreneurial mind, you're, you're you, like, you just want to attack all these other things, but it's, it's like that meditation. And, you know, this year, it, it, again, like you said, if I could go back and talk to myself, it's like, don't go to the gym, like focus on your mind, focus on, yeah, yeah. on calming down and, and really
1: being in the moment. Be,
0: yeah, like, yeah, yeah, being in the moment. And and you know, I think this podcast has actually been more about like assisting 30-year-olds cuz we're both 40. I mean, you know, yeah. I've always I, whenever I get a chance, I talked to older. I I you know, I talked to Andrea, like my wife's dad, um, you know, Larry Rodstein, like one of the partners I used to work for, you know, and I'm always like I'm always trying to pull information out of them to say guys like what can i do like mentor me mentor yeah. me but it's you know i think this this might actually help younger people probably
1: probably um i want to go back to the point you made about um you know the individual who's running a business who's maybe at 20 okay and i'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly 150 percent, on concentrating on the core and if you have not mastered the core right then you should not be looking around at other things Right, you should notice other things. That's for sure. You don't mm-hmm. want to have tunnel vision, but you 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 should not be looking at doing other things until that core is running well. So let's say, for example, our business now. Mm-hmm. I feel that we're at the point where the core is running well, and it's running well um, through multiple layers of high quality employees, along with the two of us, without a doubt. Right, uh, and this is finally given us the liberty to pursue other interests.
0: Mm-hmm. Not that, other interests, other other, other other businesses, other, and other interests. expertise. Like yeah,
1: we... like other expertise. Like right, like for example, you and your wife um, have uh, such vast knowledge about of
0: real estate, residential
1: <laughs> real estate, and now you're starting to learn about commercial real estate. And you, you know, now that you don't have, you aren't tied to your desk all the time doing files. I feel um, 2021 is going to be the year. That you're really going to be able to help people with that.
0: Oh. Right? Yeah. And and because you're
1: going to be able to draw from the finance and the accounting and the taxation side into that, it's going to it's it's a crazy unique selling proposition for you and your wife. Without a doubt. So I think that's that is something that you guys could take to the next level, which you have not been able to do simply because. We were busy building the core of this this business. But now that the core of this business has been built and we've decided to scale it at our own pace rather than scaling it at an astronomical pace, right. because we're, we're, we're more worried about quality than quantity at this point. Mm-hmm. Because to be quite frank, we we turn away more potential clients than
0: that, we take at this at point. This point yes. right? And, and when we first started... We, we took to, on anybody we took on every, anybody. anybody and, who, everybody. and it, it, even people that took advantage of like we yeah we we everybody. so much free service over it is what it is not even we it, that planet. that's
1: that's what we we had to go through but i think that um once that individual who's at 20% capacity or doing 20% of what they can do once they've mastered the core i i honestly think that um from their self development perspective they should go to the peripheral services or they, they must do that. They owe it to themselves as a person to do that. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Because, I, you know, now I'm 43. So I find that as people hit around 40, you've usually found your groove. Right. right. You're good at your job, you know, and you're like, hey, the next like 15 years are the years where I'm really going to be making good money. Uh, you know, doing whatever it is I'm doing. I'm a surgeon or I'm uh, an IT professional or whatever it is that they're doing. They really know what they're doing now. They're starting to make really good money. They're able to save. they are da all this crap. But what happens over the next 10 years, your 40s, you hit your 50s, is you start to take things for granted. You start to take for granted the fact that the way you do things is the way it's always going to be done, right. which isn't true. It's going to change, right. okay? You start taking for granted that um, you know, you used to be able to, and this has nothing to do with business, but you used to be able to eat uh, potato chips and pizza three times a week, and you were kind of fine. But now you're not.
0: Isn't that isn't that like forties? Right.
1: That's what I'm saying. Forties. <laughs> or I thought you, you were in the yeah, fifties. Yeah. No, forties. No, like like are going forties, forties right? to forties to fifties, right? Okay, yeah. And it's not just a matter of I'm going to gain weight, but I'm going to trigger some chronic health health uh, right. health issues, and It's the same concept for a business and for your career, whether you're an employee or or whatever. If you rest, if you're just like, hey, I've I've hit there, now I'm going to cruise to the finish line. I think that in the next while, there is no more cruising to the finish line. Back in the day, you could always cruise to the finish line because you worked some sort of a job, you had a defined benefit pension plan, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty straightforward. You cruise to the finish line, you live for an extra 15 years after your retirement, and you're taken care of by society or your pension plan. That's not the case anymore. I I think that if you are truly an entrepreneur or or a person that wants to be an entrepreneur, you have a duty to improve yourself, oh, not just sure. not just your business. Yeah. So once you've gotten your business to the point where it's running well, you should not just sit back and, and cruise. Right. I think you owe it to yourself and to society to figure out a way to do something related to your business, but different.
0: And that keeps you sharp. Right. Right. Keeps you sharp. Something related, which is, which is kind of how we treat our clients. Right. When clients are coming in, it's, you know, for me, this happened probably about two and a half, three years ago. We, we had too many, you know, people in their sixties, mid sixties saying, you know, I'm, I'm retiring. I just finished paying my house off. Yeah. Uh, I want to start investing in real estate and, you know, we're a really real estate-driven accounting firm yeah. because we just have vast knowledge in it. Um and, and for me, that that was kind of the driving point of, of the turn of our business, where it was like, you know, because uh, b- back then we were just offering accounting services, accounting and tax. Yeah. And at that point, I started saying, what's going on? Like, why do we have so many people? And, and I just, I started getting angry at these people coming in saying yeah. like, like I'm sorry like you're you missed the bus yeah you know so you know when we have 30 year olds when I have 25 year olds calling me saying I want to start a business it's kind of weird for them because we start their we start their life plan at that point we start planning for their retirement at that point saying okay that's cool you got a business that's great we'll figure out the tax what's going on well tell me everything else um, because that's the interesting part. Anyone who has a small business, that's amazing, and I love it. But, I mean, what are we doing with the money and the tax shelter? and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, What sure. is the future uh, of the family and not the business? And I guess that's why we don't deal with big business. That's why we deal with small business. I mean, okay, overall, I think
1: the, the, the point um, we're trying to make is, you know, Entrepreneurship per se is not for everybody. Yes. It's really not. Okay. But the principles of entrepreneurship can be applied even if you are an employee. Yes. Okay. The principles of hard work, adaptability, making sure that you have a skill set that is desirable to the market. That never changes whether you're an employee or self employed. My preference is to be self employed, but that's not necessarily. What everybody else will want to do, because it's a huge responsibility, mm-hmm. right? But if you have a skill set or you know how to, you have a pro- access to a product that the market wants, mm-hmm. okay? Um, if you have a, a clientele or access to clientele, and if you're an employee, that means you have access to companies that want to hire you for that, okay? And if you're adaptable and willing to be adaptable and willing to continuously learn, I think that's what sets you up for success.
0: But I think the first two are, are all you need to start a business. That's all you need to start yeah, a business. That's one. But, but I
1: think that the thing that the last one, the willingness to be adaptable and right. to change and to to truly um, criticize yourself and to take criticism right. without taking it personally uh, and to continue to learn, that's what's going to distinguish, um, that's what's going to differentiate the sort of successful person to the wildly successful. Person.
0: Zero, zero, I, I 100% agree with you in, in, in our, I can see that in our business as well. So, and our clients you know, that are successful, it, but th- that adaptability mm-hmm. came in like year five, six, yeah. you know, yeah. the first couple of years, you, you need, have to focus, you need operations and you need sales. And yeah. I mean, operations is, is really, you don't need money to start a business. You need no. sweat equity, unless yep. it's a product service business, and you know you got to front some money. But if it's a service based business, mm-hmm. you can do anything. If you're a photographer, yep. you know, if you're anything, if you're hairdresser, like you said before, yep. you can start a business tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things you said was, you know, you, you got to pull the trigger. We we yep. see too many people not pull the trigger. Stop talking about it and just do it. Like who cares? Yeah, like, screw your spreadsheets. Yeah. Forget about your business yeah. plan. Anybody who's chosen about, me a spreadsheet, I want to lose like, my forget mind. Forget
1: about the consultant that you hired for $40,000. Because you know what? The only person making money out of that is the consultant.
0: 100%. Right? You know, Fab and I are both chartered accountants. We're actually Seriously. pretty smart people. Um, and when we started our business, we just started it. We didn't put any numbers together. We nope. didn't do any analysis, we just said, hey, do you want to start a business? Let's get some damn clients. Let's do it. Yeah. Call some people, send out some emails and start a business. Yep. The end.
1: Yep. And, and that's what I hope that we're going to be covering in this podcast. Yeah. Right. You know, what are the skill sets that you need? Sometimes it'll be technical. It may, the, the, some episodes might not be for everybody. They might be really technical. Um, you know, how do you get clients and customers? Right. And then eventually as it, as it matures, how do you adapt? Right. Right. That's it. That's it, man. All right. So thanks for listening. That was our first podcast. Uh, I'm hoping it is the first of many. And uh, if you're interested in entrepreneurship, if you're interested in uh, taxation, business financing, and just overall improving yourself uh, for the future, keep tuning in, Uh, check us out, cmlop.com.
0: And uh, that's it.